Hear the word of our Lord from the book of Hebrews, the 13th chapter, beginning in the 4th verse. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Hear the word of our Lord again from 1 Peter, the 3rd chapter, beginning in the 1st verse. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives, when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, by submitting to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Today we're going to be talking about how to find a husband. Not how to get a husband, how to find a husband. Not how to get a man. Not how to get a boyfriend or a friend with benefits. That's easy for any woman to do in the modern era. It's really, really easy to do so. All you have to do is give a guy attention, be attractive, be nice to him, and say, let's go out. That's about it. If he is uninvolved with another woman, then it will be very easy to string any of these poor lonely men in the modern world along. And yes, there are a lot of men who are completely starved for any sort of positive attention from the female sex. I am sure you have seen the memes out there. Men want only one thing and it's effing disgusting. And it's just a picture of some woman holding a man against her chest, stroking his hair and telling him everything's going to be okay and that she loves him. Yes, there are a ton of men who want just that. So it's easy to get yourself a boyfriend. It is incredibly simple to get male attention. But we're not talking about just getting male attention. Lord knows you do not want to be, as we discussed last week, the forbidden woman. And you don't want to have a whole crowd of simps out there who foolishly seek and desire the forbidden woman. I would hope, for your sake, that you want a future. A healthy future with children, with a loving and committed husband who is attractive, who knows what he's doing, who truly takes care of you. You will not get that with standard male attention. With the fools out there, you might call them simps, you might call them beta orbiters, whatever the pickup artist community or the pink pill community is saying, 
Those are individuals who do not actually value you as a human being. They see a pretty face, their PP gets hard, and they decide, I want that, and I think that I can buy that. I can purchase that attention and that time with the pretty face and the nice body because everything's transactional, you see. The simp, the beta male, orbiter, whatever you call him, will only value you insofar as you can give him pleasure and make his heart feel nice. That's about it. If you start a relationship with one of these guys, chances are he will move on and maybe even cheat on you once somebody comes around that makes his pee-pee harder or makes his heart flutter a little bit more. These men are completely worthless to the woman who wants a real godly future. So, do not attention seek. Please do not attention seek if you want to have a husband worth his salt in the future. I understand that having these guys around, that you always tease, you always string along just a little bit because they do nice things for you. Oh, that has its benefits, I'm sure. You get money, you get prizes, you get adulation, you get so much self-esteem from the approval of others regarding how you look or whether you sound smart or something. But none of those men actually care about you the person. None of them care about your future. None of them care about your needs, wants, or desires. They only want what's between your legs and they want you to pat them on the head and call them a good boy. That is not somebody that you want to be tied to for the rest of your life. Instead of attention seeking, it is good to be humble and modest in dress and in behavior. It is good to be attractive for a man if you are going to be his wife. It's good to stay in shape. It's good to make sure you brush your teeth and you take regular showers so you smell nice, etc. Everybody wants a partner that is physically attractive and there is nothing wrong with that. It's good to work on yourself and be pretty. But when it comes to how you present... What kind of attention are you going to get based on your attire? And I'm not talking about those women who are sexually assaulted. I'm not blaming them for dressing in a particular manner. But the kind of attention you're going to get from men will depend on how you present yourself. If a woman goes out in short shorts and fishnet stockings and a spaghetti strap, mostly bra and she's got her hair tied up, and she's got her face all painted up and everything, what kind of attention is she going to get? She is going to get attention from men who will only value her for her body. If, however, you dress modestly, maybe a skirt that goes down to your ankles, a little bit more baggy of a shirt with a jacket, you've got your hair up sensibly, and maybe just some conservative makeup in case there's some blemishes you don't like, then you are more likely to get attention from men that you can speak to, that actually have a bit of maturity about them. And the way you present yourself and behavior is also important. 
somebody who decides they're going to speak in a seductive manner or they are going to speak in an entitled manner. They are going to get attention from people who think transactionally. If you go up to Craigslist and say, I'm selling something, you are going to get buyers. And if you say you are selling something and it seems unreasonable, well, in that case, you might get some buyers who are looking to pull one over on you. While I dislike the quote-unquote red pill community or manosphere groups saying that there is this one-for-one -one analogy regarding sex and economics, they do have a point when they talk about a sexual marketplace, if you're willing to concede that the sexual marketplace is full of con artists. But that's not you. If indeed you want a bright, long future with a happy family. Getting a man is easy. Getting a man that's worthwhile for the rest of your life is very hard. You do not want to be attached to someone who might be one of these con artists in the sexual marketplace. So how do you find one of these men that is going to be a loving and wonderful husband that will take care of you, that will take care of any children that you have, etc. and so forth. The good man. Many a woman has asked, where have all the good men gone? And unfortunately, a whole lot of those women asking that question were recklessly sifting through a whole lot of bad men and ended up getting in reckless relationships with them to the point where these women were less desirable to good men. So how do you get a good man? First, be modest, humble, and be devout. Read 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 and decide for yourself, I want to be that. Be a woman who goes to church regularly. Where are you going to find the good men? Are you going to find the good men on OkCupid or on Tinder? Heaven forbid, you're only going to find a lot of guys there that want you for your body. Are you going to find them at the club? No. The club is the primitive version of Tinder. It's not worth your time if you want a future. But you're more likely to find a decent single man in church where people are trying to learn how to be decent people and they want to honor God and follow his ways. Besides, going to church, dressing modestly, having this dignity about yourself, the quiet dignity that God loves to see in women, will benefit you personally. You're going to feel better about yourself. You are going to enjoy life more then if you let it all hang out, enjoy some cash and prizes while you're young, and then fizzle out as you age. To the contrary, if you are humble, modest, and devout, you are going to be shining a light for every good man out there. The second thing is, yes, to be a little realistic and to try your best to be attractive, to exercise regularly, to eat healthy, to be pleasant to be around. There is physical attraction, but there is also emotional attraction. If you are a pleasant woman to be around rather than somebody who is loud and obnoxious or makes all sorts of demands, is 
catty and always looking for a fight, loves drama and gossip, etc. Somebody like that with a bad personality, do they deserve a good husband? Chances are, no. And you can be as pretty as you want. You can be as buxom or curvy as you like. And maybe you have a great education and maybe you have all this money and everything like that. But that's not what men value. That's not what they want out of a woman. Having a woman who is humble, modest, and devout and takes care of herself is going to be something that a good man is going to seek. Now that said... If you're doing these two steps, you are still going to get male attention. After all, there are a lot of single men out there. I saw some statistics recently that said there are more single men, like 60% of them in Generation Z, than there are single women in Generation Z, which I believe was very, very low. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of competition, and you're going to have to sift through it. You're going to have to have real conversations with real human beings. Online dating is not a good idea for a woman for the opposite reason that it's not a good idea for men. Men will find themselves with an online dating profile and get absolutely zero attention unless it's attention from hookers or scam artists in Nigeria or something. There are all sorts of men who shoot themselves in the foot trying online dating, and they end up lonely. But then there's a lot of women that try online dating, and they get lots and lots and lots of attention from men of low moral character, who will give you exactly what they want, which is to bed you and have some fun dates with you until a newer and prettier model shows up for them to chase after. It's foolishness. Please do not do online dating. Instead, you're going to have to put in the work of interviewing men, talking to them, and making it clear from the first date that you're not just dating. You want to see real courtship. Your eyes are on the prize for a man that will take care of you. And if he accepts that, that's a great sign that you got yourself a good man speaking to you. And you want to look for these things in his life. Does he have a job? Does he have hobbies? Does he have friends? Is he trying to live a life where he is already established? If he comes off as needing you, and if he's that desperate and unfortunate, well, the guy might be a, a good guy, but he's not going to be good husband material. You need a man who is independent, who can be your bedrock on which you sit rather than the other way around. You want to have children with your future husband. You do not want to be your future husband's mother. So find a man who has himself put together. He's got his life figured out. He just wants to add a wife to it. If you find a man like that, then you have a man who is a great candidate, provided, of course, that he is devout, that he has a clean slate, as it were. He's not dealing with parole. He's not dealing with angry exes. He's not flirting with other girls, seeing if a better option is around. And, of course, he should be taking care of himself physically as well. 
going to the gym or jogging or whatever he ends up doing, he should be healthy. If he can't take care of his own body, how can he take care of you? I could just keep adding all sorts of qualifications for the perfect guy. Of course, the perfect guy exists. His name is Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and Savior, but he is at the right hand of God and his bride is the church. Here on earth, you're always going to have guys that are not quite good enough in terms of being the perfect man that just takes you to heaven on earth. The question should be, then, for what is good enough, what is husband material, can I see myself loving this man, submitting to this man, and being devoted to him the same way Sarah was devoted to Abraham? And if you can say yes about that man, then please proceed to encourage him to wife you up post-haste. Only don't shoot yourself in the foot during that courtship process. What do I mean by that? Well, let's say you put in the work to be a wonderful woman. You are humble, modest, and devout. You are attractive, but you don't flaunt that. You're pleasant company to be around and you are working on yourself to be an established woman. And then you find, after a long time of interviewing a lot of other guys and trying some dates, finally, finally, after a year or so about this, you find that guy. He's handsome, he has a great job, he's got future goals, and he wants to have it made in his life. Great. So you guys start dating, you start up a courtship, and one day he gets a little too handsy. Don't let him go further. Don't. Men have to wrestle with their passions and lusts just like women do. And if you find that man who is a good candidate for marriage, the guy that you can see yourself being married to, and then you sleep with him, you fornicate with him, or even worse, you move in with the guy, well, now you have tempted him in such a fashion that his character is less than what it was. You have helped him become a worse man as he has helped you become a worse woman. You have made him less than husband material by spreading your legs. You have hurt your chances with him, especially knowing statistically people that live together don't usually stay together. And people that are just hooking up don't stay together. They don't have happy marriages. Please wait until marriage for sex. Whether or not you are a virgin, by the way, and you should be totally, brutally honest about your sexual past with this man, because he is going to feel defrauded if later on in life, when you have gotten married, he finds out, which he will. He will find out about your indiscretions one way or another, and if you were not upfront and honest about it, he will feel betrayed. So if you slept with Brad in high school, or you had a couple one-night stands in college, you need to be honest about that and tell him, I have repented of that sin that is not me. And my proof in that is A, 
we are not doing the deed right now. We are not sleeping together. I am not going to sully myself any further with fornication. And B, here I am in church. You need to be honest when that conversation happens. And if he is willing to accept you, maybe with some qualifiers about, okay, yes, but here's how we need to deal with that issue. I need you to delete those ex-boyfriends, contact information, etc. Good. If he is willing to do that and willing to play ball continued, then you got yourself definite husband material if you have a past. But beyond that, we do have to recognize that marriage is a whole lot more than just sexual relations. A courtship in finding a husband involves letting him see that you're going to be a good wife. If you are emotionally supportive and emotionally stable yourself, he sees that and says, ah yes, this woman is not going to be exasperating. If you show him respect, he is going to love that. It is going to help him to look forward to being married to you so he feels respected and that makes him want to love you more. If you see your house or your apartment, wherever you live, Obviously, don't invite the man to spend the night over. That's dangerous for a number of reasons. But if he picks you up for a date and he sees through your door that your house is clean, it is not a mess, it's well organized and smells good, great. He can say, ah, yes, I look forward to living with this woman when she's my wife and living in a house that doesn't look like it was just hit by a tornado. Start up those good habits. And if you guys are going to be traditional, which I think you should, if you're looking forward to being a housewife, it's good to learn how to cook. A man's stomach is pretty darn connected to his heart, and it brings him great joy when someone cooks a meal for him. Being a single woman is a lot like being a single man when it comes to being a Christian believer. A lot of your time should be spent in spouse practice. Practicing being a good spouse for the whole of one's life so that you start off on the right foot after you've put the rings on and you guys are set. Now I know, unfortunately, there's some challenges there, aren't there? Oh my goodness, aren't there some challenges, especially with what let's call uh, frenemies. Frenemies to single women and single men everywhere. We will talk about that next week so that we can work on keeping our spouses after we've gotten our spouses. That is going to be a fun, interesting, and probably controversial one that I'll be bringing up next week. But until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.